What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 61.7. And we are continuing our playthrough of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. This time with Blood and Wine. We've already done one episode covering Blood and Wine, and we're doing another one. More to come. And probably more to come. But uh, today I have with me Matt. Hello. And so, yeah. Um, the last we left off is that we found the beast. The beast that was killing these unchivalrous knights in these gruesome ways. And uh, we were told by one of Geralt's old acquaintances, friends even, Regis, that... Uh, this guy is probably not killing these guys for no reason. Not that kind of vampire. Yeah. We, we need to talk to him first before we just go in there and try and kill him. So, Regis wants us to meet with him at his home, I guess. It's in a cemetery, which is kind of fitting for a vampire. But he lives in the catacombs below a cemetery. Yep. And uh, that's the next thing I did. Uh, I did do one thing before this. So, as some of you may remember, I was really into the Witcher gear, uh, particularly the School of the Cat. <laughs> I have specced Geralt to be proficient in light armor because I figured... I'm rolling and dodging the most in this game than I have any other game. So why not have the lightest stuff on? So I decided to go speak to the Grand Master Armorer that lives here in Tresant. That's really funny because I'm glad you mentioned this because I feel like this entire play session for me was focused around armor. Okay. Be because you were uh, trying to get Witcher gear, or yeah, I, I did this later, but I, I just I got really excited because I found uh, an entire set of armor in I think the next mission. Yes, you uh, talking about the all black armor? Yeah, the all black armor. It's the Teshimutna armor. Yeah, that's the heavy yeah, armor. I, yeah, it's heavy armor. But I got the whole set, and you know, it, it pumped all my stats. I got really excited, and then. I want to say another hour or two into this, I went and, and saw that same armorer, the Grandmaster Armorer, and did that whole kind of set of missions. And I am still trying to find a way to raise money to purchase the rest of my pieces. You are correct. That is uh, the biggest hurdle for me. Yep. But but that's like almost everything I did. You know, so I did some of these missions straight away, the story missions. Then I then I did this. Uh, Grandmasters, you know, the, the, basically the two quests that you do for him. But then I, I went and did about four side missions just to earn money. Right. So I did a few things. So I also went and did the um, the side quest that gave me the extra mutagen uh, abilities. And I was able to actually put points into something. So, so now I have it to where... <laughs> excuse me. I have it to where... Uh, my signs can now do critical damage. Yeah. And if my sign kills an opponent, it explodes and possibly damages other opponents. So I have that in there right now. 
and I kind of respect, so I still have a good Quinn going on for my shield, but now I'm using Ard a good amount, and that's nice. Is Ard the force push? Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm almost guaranteed a knockdown with Ard, and I can just run up to a guy and, and, and instantly kill them. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, so it's really nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I did go talk to the armor guy. I went and found the diagrams for all of the cat school grandmaster armor. And I then realized I didn't have, um, master armor or mastercraft armor for cat school. I was still running the superior. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and made all the mastercraft armor and then I ran out of money. So I have everything I need to get the Grandmaster Cat School, and I really want it, but I don't have the capital for it right now. Yep, I think I made my chest plate and boots. That's it. That's and, all I could afford. And what are you using? Uh, the Wolven School. So the medium armor. Yep. Geralt School. Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was so fitting. He yeah. would, He would want to keep his house alive. And then there's like there's a new school that they introduced with this stuff, the Manticore School yeah, of I Armor. I kind of wanted the Viper because I I still have the the sword from the last mission. Uh, when we when we fought, what's his face in? Uh, oh, Dim. Dim, yeah, Gunter. Yeah. So I was using a um. I was using the sword that um, the guy gave us at the end of that, at the end of Hearts of Stone. Yeah. And I was like, why am I dying so fast? So what happens is, is that after you do attacks with this sword that that guy gave me, the next critical hit that you do does double damage, but it also takes away your health. Uh, and I said, well, like this transferring. Is, yeah, I was like, this is useless. So I unequipped that and then equipped the, uh, the shovel that I got from the, the, the gravekeeper guy. Yeah. And that just heals me. So I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. I lost, I lost some pretty good power, but I was like, eh, that's fine. So, um, there was a few things I did before we get into the main story. Let's just talk about the side quest that we did. So I did. A side quest where there was a guy who was injured on the side of the road. And I stopped to help him. The guy was already dead, but the guy that was trying to tend to him was like, I just found him this way. He came from this from this house. So I walked to the house. There's a ton of dead people laying around. <laughs> and what looks like somebody did some kind of a, um, a ritual or a seance. And the mission was called Extreme Cosplay. Yep, I did that exact same mission. I don't know how we did the exact same because that's like the only one I did. I don't know how we did the exact same side quest, but so man, this fight was annoying. Yeah, it was just a, it was a little harder than I expected. I had to run away a bit and, and just kind of wait for my health to recharge. Yeah, I I actually glitched the game. I think so. I ran up the stairs. So all right, let's talk about the quest. So the quest was basically these people were at this little like party and they were 
basically reenacting something that happened in history. It was basically when the elves gave over their power to the humans. And they were reenacting it and accidentally summoned <laughs> a spirit that then killed everybody there except for one guy. Um, so Geralt's like, all right, well, we have to deal with this. So I have, to, so we have to re redo the seance and bring the spirit here. Well, the spirit actually turns all of the statues that are laying there into living statues. Multiple guards with like pikes. Pikes. Yeah. And then there's two mages throwing fireballs and lightning at you. Yeah, I had to clear them out first. Oh my god. So what happened was there was some stairs. I ran up the stairs and I was hoping to maybe funnel them one at a time up there. Well, they just stopped pursuing me once I made it up the top of the stairs. So then I mm. pulled out a crossbow and <laughs> I shot them 50 times and killed like three people. Yeah, they, slow they, steady. Yeah, they just stay, stood there and let me shoot them. So I was like, okay. Because I had already tried this like five times. Like within the first like second of me controlling Geralt after the cutscene, I'm already getting hit by lightning and getting to half health. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, basically I, I couldn't figure out where I was getting hit from either. And I kept – uh you know, just kept dodge rolling, and there's a lot of, like, benches and fountains in there, so I, I just had to keep, like, hiding behind that stuff until I could figure out, like, alright, I see where the, the magic throwers are. So I basically had to pull away the pikemen and then kind of sprint over and take out the, you know, the flamethrowers before the pikemen got back over to me. So it was a lot of, a lot of back and forth, kind of to keep them separated. Yeah. But it was, uh, ooh, man, that was a rough one. But I did that one. I did one a little bit later on, which was a side quest for this artist. He's giving tours to this statue. It's a statue of a guy from history who was known for his fertility, apparently. And he allows people for a fee to... Rub the scrotum of this statue. <laughs> they say it makes them... It helps their libido. Well, he calls upon the Witcher because somebody has cut... Somebody's castrated <laughs> the statue. Somebody's cut off the balls of the statue and... They want that power 24-7. Yes. So, uh, we then followed the trail of the guy who cut the cut the balls off and uh, we found him uh, it was an old man who was well he was doing the dirty with a very young woman and uh, as we're there trying to get the statue's balls back the husband of the young woman comes in and starts saying that we were doing a menage a trois <laughs> and so I have the option of saying, no, I'm not part of this, or using my little uh, witcher sign to say, just go away, please. <laughs> so I use my little witcher sign, and the guy said, okay, I appreciate it. Um, I'll, give, I'll give you the testicles back. <laughs> but he's like, can we make a deal? 
And Geralt's, you have three options. No, I need the testicles back. Okay, you can keep them, but you have to pay me. Or I'll let you keep them for one more day. So we let him keep, I let him keep him for one more day. He <laughs> then had more sex with people. And at the end of the day, he gave me the balls back. I took him back to the guy. End of quest. The name of the, pe- the name of the quest was called Goodness Gracious Great Balls of Granite. <laughs> uh, CD Project Red. Yes. So. Uh, I think that's all of the side quests that I did. Did you in, did you do any other side quests, Matt? Uh, I did the big game hunter one. Oh, that was the one with the guy who was taking pictures. Yep. Yeah. All right. I did that one last week. I did that one because it was the one where they had called you out specifically. Yeah, they were. It was a Witcher contract. Yeah, but you know, but didn't just say, "Hey, we need a Witcher." It was, "Hey, we need Geralt." And I just, I, I'm still not actually sure why, but I, you know, the fact that I was called out specifically, I'm like, all right, I want to see what this is. And I'm like, oh, now that I'm playing it, it sounds like what Drew described. Yep. It's a guy just wanting to do a little nature walk. And then did you do the follow-up part to it where you go to the party? Yes. I was hoping to meet his daughter because I figured it would be a nice place to where I could show my chivalry and get part of that quest done. Yeah. Unfortunately, she was not there. Yep. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so back to the main story. Um, we go to meet Regis Philman, and um, so he says that there are there's a couple of ways that we can get in contact with, um. Dutlaf, the vampire beast that's been killing people. One of the ways is a last resort that he really does not want to do. Uh, because we have his hand, Dutlaf's hand, um, we can use his flesh or his, I would say, DNA, if we're going scientific, um, to basically, A, track him, through his memories or B forcefully summon him here forcefully summoning him to us is apparently a very horrible way to do it he says that it's basically dragging the person through hell and bringing them to us so basically they go through another dimension which is fire and brimstone and molten lava and they come to us, and it's very painful. And he's like, I think, I think he even said that what the the vampire codex says it's pretty much forbidden unless necessary. Yeah. So we opt to use this concoction to be able to see through the left's memories. We need some ingredients. Uh, most of which Regis can get, but there's two that may become bothersome. One of them is the invoking ingredient, which can come through three different things, two of which are not in this country. The other one is from a creature that has long been extinct, 
because the witchers killed them all. But uh, Regis has a nice little raven that he communicates with. He had the raven fly around the countryside to see if he could find this, these creatures. And it came back saying, yes, we found one. In fact, it was the monster that supposedly the witchers had all killed. Well, there's one left. And uh, I can't remember, what was, the, what was the name of this creature? You remember, Matt? It was a white. White. Yeah. And, um, and Geralt's like, well, I'm pretty sure we killed them all, but we'll go check this thing out. It's a spotted white, was what it was called. Um, and uh, the place where this thing is located is supposedly cursed, according to the legends that are told in Tresant. Um, we'll know when we see it, because it'll be a place that is covered with spoons. Certainly looks like something out of a horror movie. Yes. So when we get there... Uh, there is this old decrepit mansion house looking place and all around the yard, all hung up over the, the, the door frames, everything is spoons, spoons everywhere. And also scribbled on all the walls are words of a curse. So the place is actually cursed and the curse reads that no one will ever sit at your table. You will never find a spoon that can feed you. And you will never be able to look at yourself in the mirror again. So, uh, after doing some investigation in this house, the monster is not here. Uh, Geralt decides to hide and wait for the monster to come back. In one of the two most common hiding spaces ever. It's yep. either in the closet or under the bed. Yep. I hid in the closet. Yep. And um, uh, the monster comes back. So in our investigation, I should mention that he found the bodies of some people who were obviously brought here not from their own free will and then murdered. Uh, seems to be out of frustration um, Geralt realizes after this monster comes back that this monster is cursed and I can potentially lift this curse. So, what we need is the saliva from this monster. So Geralt gets the bright idea of I can kill it and rip out its uh, saliva glands or I can see if I can help it and maybe get some spit from it. <laughs> So, uh, Matt, what did you decide to do? I decided to try to lift the curse. As did I. I don't see why not. I mean, if, if this person is cursed, this place is cursed, you know, let's let's try to help it out. So, did you succeed in lifting the curse? Uh, I did not. Oh, no. Really? Yep. Okay, so... Uh, Geralt is able to talk to it. It cannot speak, but Geralt calms it down. And yeah, I can says, kind of understand you a little bit. Yeah. It's like very skittish. Yeah. And he's like, look, I'm here to help you. Let's sit down and eat. And so the big choice here, there's three options. There is 
Let's eat with spoons. Why don't we switch spoons or let's not eat with spoons? What did you choose, Matt? Uh, let's switch spoons. Ah. Because my my thought was, right, nobody wants to eat with this thing. So the idea that somebody would pass it their own spoon, you know, that wouldn't happen because it's so ugly. And the fact that it can't see itself in the mirror because, you know, maybe it doesn't like its, its reflection. So I thought it was that, it, you know, because they had just had me sit down at the table, right? I'm really trying to essentially have a normal meal in an abnormal situation and like nobody would sit down with a monster for dinner nobody would also share their spoon with a monster so my thought was let's you know if i share my spoon i'll I'll help break the curse so what happened instead matt uh nothing basically i i throw my spoon to it it throws the spoon to me we eat nothing happens and it it just kind of runs off and then i went to find it and it put me into a battle so i killed it Oh no! I know I didn't want to, and then all of a sudden it was dead. I, uh, things happen very quickly. <laughs> so um, I was able to lift the curse. Um, the choice is to not eat with spoons. So you basically do the opposite of what the curse was put on this person. So you decide to drink the soup um, using your hands. Uh, and then after the monster finishes its meal, it looks as if it is reflection in the bowl and the curse has been lifted. So basically somebody had to willingly come in, sit down at their table and eat with them without using spoons. And then it had to look at itself in the mirror. Um, so I was able to lift the curse. Uh, it turned into an old woman. Um, so... Marlene? I guess. I can't remember. Did So after you finished this quest, did you get to go someplace fancy and say this is your new home? Nope. Oh, man. So I got the villa and everything? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently she was like this really rich woman. Um, so uh, when I lifted the curse, I took her to... The place where the cellar was, where we fought the Bruxa. Yeah, Corvo Bianco. There you go. Uh, that's now my place because it was given to me. <laughs> uh, so I can like keep my storage there, everything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so apparently there was a uh, the the curse was put upon her because it's customary in Tresant that if a person arrives at your home with a spoon, you're supposed to feed them because the custom is you never let a guest leave hungry. Well, she didn't believe in that crap and sent that guy away. That guy then put a curse on her. And she has been that way for over a century. Mm. I did read that it may have been Gunter that cursed her. Could have been. It could very well have been. So, um, yeah. Uh, after that, I was able to get the saliva because as she was sitting there eating her soup, 
uh, she was salivating, and Geralt kind of just caught some. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I just picked up the entire salivary gland. Yeah. Uh, and we take it back to Regis. Uh, old Rege. Old Rege. Uh, and um, he's like, okay, well, we need one more ingredient. This is going to be difficult to do. So we need. This is kind of cool. I like this whole like setup, and I did too. I thought it was really nice how they set this yeah. up. Um. So Regis is like, all right. So we need the blood of a higher vampire. And Geralt's like, okay. Well, I happen to know a higher vampire. <laughs> Why don't we just prick you and uh, get some blood? He's like, it's not that simple. We need the blood of an agitated higher vampire. And Geralt's like, okay, so how do we do that? He's like, I need to, I need to go bloodthirsty. Yeah, bloodlust, basically. Yeah. And so Geralt was like, okay, well, you know, it, one of the things that's been established is that Regis does not drink blood. He has basically, um, went cold turkey from it for years. Um, and he's like, okay, so you're a recovering, you know, addict. We we can't have you do that. And he's like, well, there this, this is the only way to get it. So uh, the only place we can do it is this old dungeon where they used to put higher vampires interessant. And the reason why it's so special is because the cages there are made out of this type of alloy that will not allow the vampires to use their abilities. So they can't like turn into fog and fade out or anything like that. Plus the whole, uh, you know, you don't, you don't get a deep dive into vampire lore here, at least not yet, but you know, even just some of the differences that you get over these conversations, uh, you know, kind of some of the unique properties of vampires in this world are interesting enough in their own right, where he basically just dismisses everything you think you know, like garlic and crosses and, and whatnot, and says, oh yeah, also, the only way to kill a higher vampire is by the hand of another higher vampire. Yes. So, like, that I, I kind of like just as a... It's not rote. It's not just every other vampire... And I, I don't I don't need necessarily a game to just uproot everything and be different just for the sake of being different. But it does certainly give this quite a flavor different from common fiction or you know, just just your standard vampire. And I, I don't know, it's maybe maybe had this been any other monster, I just wouldn't have cared, but knowing that you know, this is blood and wine, and, and kind of the whole, the whole dia, the whole DLC is about vampires. Just knowing that I'm diving into something a bit more interesting, I, I kind of like, kind of like that. Yeah, they definitely got into it a lot because uh, originally this place was used for, by vampires to host um, livestock, human <laughs> human livestock, because there was a book laying there saying human husbandry and livestock training. <laughs> and Geralt was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I like how he comments on it. But, um, but yeah, so, um, I really love like the whole, this whole part right here. 
and they and Geralt brings up the whole the fictional uh, vampire lore a little bit later on when he's talking to the Duchess. Yeah. But um, so yeah, um, we go to this dungeon. Uh, Regis locks himself in this it's like basically a um, a holding cage that's like suspended in air. Yep. The only thing I can ever think of when I see a cage like this is Willow. Yeah, Willow. I I also think of um, uh, Hocus Pocus. They had one of those in their house. Yep. Um, I've seen that in ages. Yeah, I haven't either, but I do remember that. Yeah, Willow too. That's where they were keeping old um, old Ice Man. Yeah, Val Kilmer. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, Um, so uh, he. He then locks himself up. He can't escape. And um, he's already drank some blood that has made him, you know, really, really needing it right now. Jonesing for a hit. And so he tells Geralt to lay some bait to bring some more monsters in and kill them. So that way the blood surrounding me, I will go nuts for. So... This was actually kind of rough. They just send everybody at you. Yeah, I was going to say, this This almost felt like a fight from a different game. Yeah. Almost something Diablo-esque where you're just surrounded. Yeah, you're surrounded by these, like, ghouls and and um, other, like, like lesser vampires. Like the beast yeah. vampires come in. Yep. Um, you, yeah, but he's he's going nuts. Like, he's... He... he, he he starts turning into the Buffy the Vampire Slayer vampire looking thing. And um, it's enough to to get his blood. So Geralt gets the blood and then uh, says, okay, you gotta wait because you gotta let this chill out for a minute. So yeah. Geralt just immediately sits down. My wife was <laughs> watching me watching me play this during this time. And Geralt just kind of just like kneels on the on the floor, and then it's like a, f- a few hours later, she's like, "What did he just do?" I was like, uh, "Witchers don't sleep; they just meditate." <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I, I like this whole section. I like the setup. I like the fact that you know he would put himself in into this state, you know, into this bloodlust state, despite not drinking blood. Like I, I like all this. I like the fight. I like the descent down into the dungeon. You know. Everything about the setting and, and the setup I like. But what I like even more is just that you, you do get a sense of the toll that it took on, on Regis at the end here. You know, he's recovering and you can see physically the, the after effects on his face and, you know, and then he doesn't leave with you because he's like, look, I need to, I need to recover. And, you know, just the fact that they, they went that extra step uh, humanized Regis to me a little bit even more. Yeah. So we make the concoction and uh Geralt decides he's going to drink it to get the memories. And uh drinking it he uh, he said it felt like it almost killed him. <laughs> uh but uh we see the memories of uh Dutlaff. Um he has uh trying to blend in with humans. Um, he goes to a shoe shine and, uh, is somebody tries to cut in line 
he gets really mad about it and is and starts turning into a vampire, getting ready to kill the guy. <laughs> and the guy, one of the guys who's getting his shoe shine already, he's like, "Oh, well, this guy was in front of you, man. You got to wait your turn." So he sits down. And it shows him getting, his claws out. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting he's getting acquainted with this guy that helped him out. And then it cuts to him becoming friends with him, and then him killing him. <laughs> So this was one of his marks, one of his uh, hits that he had to do, which we haven't got into yet, but we'll get into it right now. Um, he kills him, and you can obviously see from the flashback that he is not happy about it. He is so mad that he cuts off his own hand, the hand that he used to kill him with, and then flees. And that's where we find the hand. So Geralt comes back from the visions, tells Regis that, okay, looks like he really didn't want to kill that guy, but he still murdered the crap out of him. Uh, and that's how he came upon his hand. He was mad with at himself and cut his own hand off. So next order of business is finding out where that shoeshine kid is. So we go back into town. Uh, we find the shoe shine kid getting, uh, razzled by some, uh, guys who are saying, uh, that he's like a swindler. He shines people's shoes and then they throw mud on him. So he has to shoot, uh, shine them again. And so the kid's like, nah, that's not it. And so Geralt steps in, he's like, hey, leave the, leave the kid alone. And, uh, they went, they went to a fist fight. I lost here the first time. Oh, no, I kicked the crap out of him. See, I, like, I don't know what happened. The guys, it was like a beat em up. Where, you know, in a beat em up, whenever you have a guy in front of you and behind you and you just, you're screwed. <laughs> That's exactly yep. what happened here. Um, but I beat him the second time. Yeah, they get around him and then jump in with a flying kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta use your special attack. But, um, so, uh, Geralt sits down. And uh, the boy is obviously trying to work Geralt, saying, "Hey, you can be my bodyguard, and we can, <laughs> we can, uh, we can go off and uh, do all this, all kinds of things." And he's like, "All right, well, be a look, long lost friend." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I actually hate that song. <laughs> uh, I, I knew, I knew it was coming too. I don't know why. I heard it. I heard it in my head whenever I said you can be my bodyguard. But uh, yeah, uh, but the kid's like, okay, I have the information that you want. You want to find this guy? It's going to cost five hundred crowns. Yeah, and and I, I was screwed here because I had just completely emptied every crown I had to buy my freaking mastercrafted woven chest plate. Yeah, so I, I was saving my money to get my Mastercrafted stuff, and I said, this kid ain't getting a damn dime. <laughs> and my my wife was watching, too, and I was like, okay, so I can pay this kid, or I can use my Witcher uh, signs to make him do what I tell him to. She's like, he's just a boy. I was like, yeah, but he's, a, he's an asshole. Uh, see, I didn't have that second option. I, I need. I don't have quite high enough level, and I was like, "Where's my third option to just beat the crap out of him?" Because <laughs> you know he's a little prick, and I just kind of want to punch him in the face. So what did you do? 
uh, left and then went and did all those other side quests to, to earn money. And I said, all right, screw it. I can't progress right now. I need money for this kid. I gotta pay my, t- pay my debts to this child. I need to, you know, I need loads of money to buy more of my, my armor pieces. So I just said, all right, I'm gonna pause. I'm not making any story progress for the next couple hours. And I just went out and went to some graveyards and started killing things, did, did a couple of the side quests. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, that's right. I took quite a detour right right at this point. So you had to pay the kid? Yeah, in the end, uh, I paid the kid. Oh, man. So, yeah, I I, I used my, my uh, Witcher sign to say, nah, I ain't got time for this. And uh, the kid told me. And then uh, Regis comes in. And Regis is like, all right, look. Just tell us where the guy is. And I'll give you this vial. And the vial's like, oh, it's like a, the best shoe polish you can find. So in the end, uh, I was like, okay, well, see, I got my way. And the kids still got something out of it. So whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So um, uh, he's in this uh, house down by the river uh, with a red door. Just so happens to be a toy shop. So we Creepy break toy shop. Yeah. So we break in. Oh, using Regis's handy dandy fog power, he just went through the window and opened the door for us. Pretty handy. And as we're investigating this house, um, obviously uh, Dutlaff is not there. Uh, we find uh, a few things. We find a mural of a woman that he had obviously written on the wall drew on the wall it's funny I, I couldn't actually see it so i i had like i i read the description and i'm like well, i don't even know what this means because i was in witcher mode the whole time right and it kind of it like oh, it's an overexposed red when when there's something you can interact with and it was so red that all it was was a giant red splotch on the wall and they were talking about how like how nice of a a drawing of a woman it was. I'm like, wow, it just looks like a blob. <laughs> and so I had read it like you know, and I had just gone like maybe a minute or two into reading it, just like this doesn't even make sense. And then what when I went out of Witcher mode, then I actually saw like, oh, all right, that makes sense now. Well, um, but uh, so Regis recognizes the the picture right away. He's like, oh, that's. That's um, his one love. Uh, that left was always in love with this woman. God, I can't remember her name. <laughs> but um, uh, she um, ran away. Uh, I think uh, he had he had some bits of rage sometimes, and she uh, left him. But uh, they found a note. Basically, a ransom note saying, "We have her. We have your 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 wife, or she wasn't never married, but we have your love, and you're gonna do what we tell you to, or we're going to kill her." So, on top of that, we also find small pieces of paper with names wrote on them. Five, if you will. Uh, some of them we've heard of. Some of them we heard of. In fact, we found their dead bodies. So those are his marks. So it just so happens that one of the notes has a stain on it. 
a wine stain. So Geralt's like, all right, I need to go report to the Duchess about this because there's a lot more going on than what we thought. There is the option here. Regis says, well, this undoubtedly proves that Dutlef is innocent. He's being forced to do this stuff. And I have the option of saying, yep, it does, or not so hasty there. What did you choose, Matt? Yeah, so th- this was a little bit of a turning point for me because I had spent the last few hours, you know, completely in Witcher mode, searching everything. I've turned into a complete thief because I need money. I'm picking up every single thing I can find because all I want to do is buy this armor. Uh, but at this point, I kind of flipped a little bit and said, you know what, this is a super powerful higher vampire, the Beast of Beauclair. Being blackmailed, I really want to find out why. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I said, yep, he's innocent. Let's go help him. Okay. I did too. I don't think this matters, but I think it's more of do you trust Regis or not? I think that's what this dialogue option comes with. I do. What was the point? Was it... Was it – we've already passed the point where you can sit down and have a long conversation with him. Yes, you get drunk together. Yeah, you get drunk together. Basically, after that happened, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to believe him. We're, we're, we're fast friends. I, I, I'm trusting him now, but I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be dead honest with you, and this, this – I may be completely wrong. I think Regis has something to do with this. I think it's going to come to find out Regis is behind something of this, and mm. Geralt's going to be like devastated. What really? You betrayed His me, old like friend. This? Yeah. Everybody betrayed me. I fell up with this world. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. But uh, to me, I don't think I, I think Dutlaff is innocent. Yep. Um, but I don't know if Regis is. I feel like he is doing a whole heck of a lot to convince Geralt that he has nothing to do with this. Well, the, the, he did make a, a very strong point of how much he owes Detlef. Yeah. To make to to give you reason to believe that he would put this effort into finding him. True. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, but yeah, this is when I flipped. Basically, I, you know, again, I, I, I'm back on the story train. I've been off the story train for a couple hours. I'm back on the story train at this point. There you go. I'm, I'm kind of, I've, I've always been kind of like, all right, I want to see where this goes. I want to see who's behind this kind of thing. Yeah. I just also want loads of cash. Me too. Which is why I'm probably going to spend my next play session doing side quests. Which is quite literally the first time I'm now 60 hours into The Witcher 3. This is the first time I've ever wanted money, I think. Yeah, it is. For ever. Me too. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, um, we go to see the Duchess. Um, and we tell the Duchess, look, it's a little bit more complicated than this. 
It's not just a beast running around killing people. Uh, there's blackmail involved, all sorts of, and originally she was like not happy about it. She's like, really? I, I called you a witcher to come kill a monster and you can't even do that. I'm like, well, it's more complicated than that. Let me explain. And this is also when her, I guess the head of her army, the captain, captain uh, thick, thick neck and mustache. Yeah. Thick neck mustache guy. He looks a little bit like that guy from dragon age inquisition. I can't remember what that guy's name was. Is it Dorian? Mm. The mage had that little curly mustache. Where your curly he... mustache at? I uh, will take your word for that. Okay. But um, anyway, he, he starts in with like, look, I can get my guys to go find this guy. It's not that hard. Look, everybody knows, drag him out in the sunlight, throw some garlic on him and stab him in the heart with a stake. And Geralt's like, none of that freaking works. Yep. You guys don't get it. You can't kill a vampire. All that stuff so, is bull lore. These people are well connected, though. She is, you know, she's the Duchess. How does she not know some of this stuff? I mean, I get that they're not common. Higher vampires aren't common. The Witcher's certainly going to be more of that world than she is, but, you know, she's not some, you know, some rural farmer who has never, you know, doesn't know anything about the ways of the world. Yeah. And, you know, and not to mention she seems more than most ready to dive in and get dirty, right? She's not just going to sit on a throne eating grapes all day. True. So I was surprised she didn't know more than she did. Or maybe she does know more than she's leading on. So, um, Geralt's like, I do have somewhat of a clue. There was a wine stain on one of these hit lists. She's like, okay, well, I have a wine expert here. Bring the wine expert in. So the wine expert comes in and it sounds like he's tasting it, but he's not actually touching it with his lips. Yeah. I think he just smells it. He just smells it, but he's like, like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but he recognizes the wine immediately, just from the stain. Of course. And uh, he's like, I know exactly what kind of wine this is. And it is a uh, 1269... <laughs> Song Real. Song Real. And the Duchess is like, well, pfft. every Not possible. <laughs> yeah. Every Song Real comes from our vineyard. So that can't happen. We have precise moments that we sell it to certain people. And then Carol's like, well, maybe we should go and check who got some. So that's what we do. And she decides she's going to come with us. It's like, well, I can handle this. You can accompany me. Yeah, not for the first time. She's thrown caution to the wind and joined us. Yes, and she's going to continue. So, um, we travel to the winery, uh, the vineyard up in the, uh, up in the hills almost. Um, we do have a little bit of a mission where panthers are attacking, uh, a caravan. I actually got scolded because I ended for the night one night as soon as this started. I was like, good, I finished it up. You know, I'll, I'll deal with finding the, you know, figuring out what's going on with this wine tomorrow. I paused it, but in the like the ten seconds between when I stopped moving, went to click on 
save game, they had gotten so far ahead, you know, that they, I heard them saying, come on, keep up, keep up. Why, why are you falling so far behind? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. I come back the next day. We arrive at the vineyard and I get scolded again for not having kept up. And I, I, I was just surprised. I didn't expect it would remember that. <laughs> there it's you go. Officer. It's a pushy duchess. I know. So we get there, and the guy who is like the head, um, ah, oh man, they said the name. We couldn't remember what it was called. Uh, it's not a brewer. It's a, um, it starts with a Vinter. V. A Venter. Yep. Venter. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the head Venter there. And he's like, oh, I like it. Like, we don't have any missing. We take every delicate care to make sure that it gets exactly where they're supposed to go. So she's like, okay, well, you wouldn't mind us taking a look then. So we go down into the cellar. We find the, uh, we have to find the, the, the wine because there's so many different wines in there. And it's like, okay, well, the only way we can tell they, all the barrels are full, but are, <laughs> but are they full of that wine? So we have to puncture all the barrels and taste it. Find a barrel. I thought this was going to turn into some weird debaucherous, you know, detour and they were going to get drunk on wine together and. For a minute there, I thought so too, but nah. <laughs> yeah, it, it would not have fit with where they were in the story at all. Yeah. Sometime later, they they get up and they're all drunk <laughs> and like. But um, yeah. Uh, so she tastes the wine, finds a barrel that is not that wine, and says, "Okay, well." The uh, the Venter has some uh, some explaining to do, yeah. And so he's like, "Okay, look, we had there's a guy who has ordered this wine, uh, and we did a back deal selling it. They had he had men come and pick it up and deliver it, and he wanted a second barrel of this wine and I have it scheduled to be picked up so she charges him with high treason that's a that's quite the punishment for selling a, a barrel of wine that's the royal wine so uh, and they take wine very seriously in Trasant obviously um, so uh, I was like okay well we could use this to our advantage we can Pretend that we're delivering that one barrel of wine. Meet the guys that are coming to get it and get the information. So we have a giant fight. I think I killed probably fifteen guys here. Yeah, I killed I killed about ten guys and then an exploding barrel and had to start that fight over. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I saw that barrel and I was like, oh, stay away from that. So yep. um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but there is one guy we left alive, um, and we interrogate him, and uh, he finally intimidate tells him. <laughs> pretty much, he already has an arrow through his uh, shoulder, and we're like, okay, we're gonna string you up and then uh, bleed you, and then have monsters come and eat you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll tell you where is that. So they take their orders from somebody that they don't know the name, but they all call him starts with a C and it's a location. It's another country. Sintra. Sintra. 
That's all they got was his accent, right? A Citroen accent. Yeah. But everybody calls him the Citroen. It's not Centurion yep. because that's that's a that's a gladiator. Yeah, it was either Centurion or Centurion. Centurion, maybe. Um, but he's part of this elite society that meet every once in a while. So Geralt comes up with the idea. All right, let's go crash the party. So these elites decide to uh, meet up in this nice manner. Uh, every so often and uh, they all get dressed up and wear the um, the uh, masquerade masks stuff like that not the first time we'll have done this in this, this game this is true <laughs> um, and so the uh, the duchess is like alright I will accompany you originally um, the uh, the captain wanted to just barge in with his his bobbies and say, hey, everybody's arrested here. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. And Geralt's like, yeah, but he may see that and run away. So why don't we just infiltrate it and see if we can get him quietly? So we have to go and put on our Sunday's finest and put on a mask and go meet the Duchess and go to a ball with the elite. And as I was on my way to the ball, that is when the artist flagged me down and said, hey, somebody cut off the balls of my statue. Please help me. I went and did that and said, I'm saving. And that is where I stopped. So I am getting ready to go to the masquerade ball. Have you purchased fine garments? I have. That's what I need to do next. You don't have to. It is optional, but I'm sure you're going to get chastised by the Duchess. Yeah, uh... I don't want to hear it, so I'll just I'll just dress up for it. Yeah, I, I I um I the armor that you got the the heavy armor that you were talking about. Yep. I sold all that and used the money to buy my fancy wear. Uh, maybe that's what I should do. Yeah, that's what I did. So that way, I still have money, and I can finally get that cat school armor. My, my other problem with with that armor is that I in trying to get money, sold off a lot of things I actually needed for the armor. Oh, boy. Like a sense of monster and some other things. So I need to go out and do some hunting anyway. That's true. I need to find some some type of ore, the mentium ore. Yeah, dimeridium. Dimeridium. There you go. I have to go find that ore to then make a reinforced plate, which I need yeah. two of. And I'm just <laughs> like, God. Or I can buy them outright, and they're like 2,000 crowns apiece. Yep. I'm like, that, that won't even be enough to make the armor. I'll have the components, but then I won't have the money to make the armor. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm actually surprised because there's so much of an economy in this game. You spend so much time buying and selling things that money hasn't been more of a component of the game. There aren't a lot of things that I can see early that I want to buy that I can't afford. Throughout most of the the game proper, aside from the Witcher uh, gear, I have never purchased a single thing in this game. Yeah, strange. Yep. So we do have an email. This comes in from Chad. It's titled "Phoenix Down, Blood and Wine." 
It says, uh, howdy guys, I don't want to speak too much towards plot details considering I won't know for sure how far you are by this recording, but I do want to point out a couple of things I've noticed during this replay. Number one, detail, detail, detail. If you haven't already, I strongly encourage you to wander around the city of Belucar, Buclea, for a little bit and just look at all the fine details. Look at the wallpaper, wood carvings, furniture, things sitting on desks or tables, side tables and sheds yep. on market counters, etc. I still think like my pinnacle of what I would like to do in VR is this game with this amount of like detail and world building in VR. Like if I could walk around these worlds in VR, I my mind would be fully blown. Because like I think I mentioned it before, though. When I started playing The Witcher 3, it was the first time I really played the game with, with headphones on. And just the, the richness of the sound background, you know, singing and coins and birds and water flowing and all that just has, it, it lends such a richness to this. You're absolutely, I mean, the detail, the detail of the city in, in this game just really still surprises me. And it's, it's not even a new game. Yeah, this point. this game's five years old. And it, I'm, I'm still impressed, really, really impressed with it. He says, Bethesda open world games do have a lot of detail, but not at this level. I've spent hours in the past just walking around this city and constantly finding something new. Two, I know you have gotten at least this far by your next recording, but the cursed right spoon quest is very yep. fascinating. I noticed something this time around that I didn't notice in my previous playthroughs. This quest has a small connection to the Hearts of Stone DLC. If you lift the curse on the woman, she will explain that it was placed on her by a beggar she refused food. She makes a passive mention that he was a door-to-door mirror salesman. Huh. Really? Who goes door-to-door selling mirrors? Oh, that's right. Master Mirror. It's right around that time the musical theme from Hearts of Stone starts playing lightly in the background. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's cool. Creepy and not really relevant to the story, but once again, there is another fascinating little detail. Three. Here's the last thing I want to bring up, and it's more of a tip in case you run into too many problems later with the difficulty spike. It's regarding the area... Oh, It's regarding the area Ken had mentioned his pre- he previously stopped playing because it started getting too difficult. About 70% through the main story, you will get a prompt telling you to save and complete any unfinished content before proceeding. From this point of the story, it is fairly linear, with one decision that will temporarily split the story path. The linear part reconnects, but the two but the two of you may get a small set of separate events, similar to Act 3 in The Witcher 2. Either way, there is a good period of time where things get a little difficult without giving you much of a breather, meaning you won't be able to stop and meditate or manually save. Checkpoints will still work. Even you can't, even if you can't technically meditate, you can still refill potions and health uh, if you have the game on a lower difficulty setting. Just hold your left bumper and click square or X. It will tell you you can't meditate, but it still refills your health potions. Otherwise, the section can be a real challenge if you aren't leveled up enough. However, if you've been playing a lot of side content, it's possible you can be pretty OP at this point. One final note, I think I agree with Matt that Hearts of Stone may be a better story between the two DLCs. 
and I enjoy it a little bit more. However, the world and added content of Tresant is just breathtaking. It's hard to pick between the two because they both have different strengths, and I'm glad they both exist. Until next time, Chad. Yep. He also had one other thing he added. One more question. Is Detlaf a bad guy? And will he end up being the big boss at the end of the game? If not, who do you think will end up being the big boss? So mm. that kind of goes into what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know if Regis is the big boss, but I think Regis has more nefarious means. Yeah, and there aren't that many people that they've set up that could be a good twist other than Regis or Anna Henrietta, the Duchess. Right? So if, if they're, if the intent is to pull a big, like, twist that the person you've been with the whole time, right? It's gotta be one of those two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I assume we will fight Detlef. Whether we fight somebody bigger after that i don't know i don't know either i guess we'll find out i don't know how far we are in the story yeah i don't, I don't either I, I thought i saw there were like 16 chapters so i was thinking four weeks at four chapters each so i think we're right about the halfway point i haven't looked lately but i think that's what i saw before we started hmm. let me take a look here i thought i had a I don't think I sent you. I did not. Okay. So. Blood. I did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, here we go. Blood and wine quests. Main quests. We're doing the man from Sintra. Yep. And then there are two more quests after that. No, two more? No way. I swear to God, that's what it says. Then it says story branch one, storage branch two. So uh, maybe two more until it branches. Until the branches. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then there's a metric crap ton of side quests. Holy crap. <laughs> but yeah. So now I'd say we're probably maybe close to halfway. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Um, I'm a bit a bit more into it. Not that I wasn't into it last week, but I'm a little bit more into it now. I really want to both get get my armor, which now at least I know I better get it soon. Yeah. <laughs> may not be able to go back and get it. Uh, so, yeah, I'll probably take a little extra time to make sure I have that and maybe maybe try to level up a little bit. But, uh, you know, be- between that kind of gamey stuff that I'm, I'm enjoying at the moment... And then really wanting to, you know, to, to dive a little bit more into the story and kind of what's actually happening, who's blackmailing him. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty into it now. And I think also just spending a little bit more time in the world and with these characters is better. Like, the more time we spend with Regis, the more time we spend with the Duchess, and the more time we spend with uh, the Captain, the better they're getting, right? Like, I, I love how... There's that short conversation with the captain where he's like, "I I apologize. I was wrong. I mis I misjudged you when you arrived here," and I was just like, "Oh, I mean, he's he's the he's the the meathead guard. Like to have him actually have that moment of reflection and say, I, I, I may not like you, but.'"
but I, you know, I have some respect for you now. I, I like that, and I like the fact that the, you know, the Duchess has, you know, she reminds me of Syria a little bit, like charging in. You know, she's not, not going to fit her stereotype as a, you know, a courtly princess, and not, you know, these aren't like crazy original ideas, but they, but they're well done in the way that The Witcher tends to do things well. And it's just – it's really helping to flesh out the characters in the world and that that aspect even separate from the story is getting me a bit more engaged in it now after the second session. Yeah, I feel like they they do have some pretty strong characters here. I like Regis. I even like Detlef. So yep. I, I feel like um, there's a lot more to it. I mean obviously they're going to get more into it the farther on we get, but um, which I think we're about to hit the kind of the apex of that. But uh yeah, I mean I'm I'm enjoying it. Like I absolutely love The Witcher. I still I still have in my the back of my mind that I want to one of these days before I die <laughs> go through The Witcher three on Death March difficulty. Wow. I mean that's that's a nightmare. But I don't know why. I guess because I do love this game so much. So who knows? Squeeze every last ounce out of it. Yeah. I, I I just, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe when I'm 60. I would love to play this game again. I'm t- I guarantee I won't be doing it on that difficulty. But, you know, just knowing, like, everything we've been through in this world, going back to that very first mission would be so completely different. Like, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that likes to rewatch movies every couple of years and reread books. You know, I find it fascinating to re-experience something you've already experienced, but with all the changes in in you as a person, all the experiences that you've had that are different, really can put a different can put a certain work in a different light. And I would, you know, and and I I mean that kind of with outside of the game, but even just within this game, so much has happened. It, it, I would love to go back and re-experience the first couple hours when I I didn't even know if I liked the, the Witcher three at that point. Yeah, right. Because if you remember, I I started the game and then put it down for ages yeah. before ever touching it again. And you, you know, it it it, w- it would be pretty different. Yep, definitely. But uh, yeah, that's um that's all I've got. Unfortunately, uh, next week we will be off. I am going to the beach for a vacation. Starting Saturday, and I will not return until next Saturday. So, um, I'm going to um, just take the week off. Is all I can do, uh, and I will not have access to The Witcher. So, uh, looks like uh, I'll have some catching up to do whenever I get back home. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh- much needed vacation. <laughs> yes, yes. Trust me. I, 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 I need anything other than work at this point. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Um, we can, uh, send emails to us and I'd love for you to guys to send some emails. Um, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman and Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But yeah. That's it. I 
think uh, we made some really good progress. Um, yeah, we're in it, deep in it. I feel like it's going by pretty quickly, smoothly. Yeah, me too. Me too. It doesn't feel at all like we're halfway into a thirty-hour game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't mean, think I am. I think I'm only, I think about seven hours in. Yeah, maybe at the most for me. I mean, I've done a few side quests, but not many. And I want to work on some side quests because I, I'm probably going to finish this whole ball thing with the uh, the Duchess and then stop, do side quest and make enough money to get my full set of armor. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to trigger any. Any big decision points until I'm ready for him. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, uh, I hope you guys have a great one. We'll be back in two weeks with more. Uh, so just um, go go re-listen to Alone in the Dark again, as I always say, because that is, <laughs> that's probably Alone in the Dark. Uh, I can't remember what number they are, but Alone in the Dark episodes one and two are some of the most entertaining episodes we've ever done. Holy crap. I can't yeah, up- except that, that that sparked an entire year of trying to recapture that. Yeah, no kidding. That was a mistake. <laughs> God. That was just a mess. But yeah, I'm glad we I, did it, but I hated yeah, it. I, and the, the, the strange thing for me is it's kind of sealed in my mind that you c- I. I would stand by the statement that you can't do B games the way you can do B movies. No, absolutely not. Because there's work to be done in in bad games. You don't want to get through this. The only thing you have to do to get through a bad movie is to sit there for an hour and a half. Yeah. To get through a game, it's multiple hours and doing stuff that you don't want to do. So, yeah, I think the best way we could have done what we did last year would be to like MST3K somebody else playing that game or each other playing that game. That might have been like the best fun you could have with those bad games. Yeah. Is have everybody laughing at the one person struggling. Exactly. Rather than everybody struggling on their own. Yep. That was that that would be the only way it would work. And I'm never doing it again. <laughs> Ever. I may own Perfect Weapon for the rest of my life, but I will never boot it back up again. Congratulations, Matt. You you somehow found the worst game I I have ever played. <laughs> uh, that's the game I I even put in the you know, God mode and it's still a nightmare to get through. Yeah. No. It's horrible. But yeah, that's it for us. We're going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys have a great week and uh, a great two weeks. But we will be back in two weeks. Until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're gone. You guys have a great one. I know I will because I'm going to be at the beach. But we'll be back in two weeks with the continuation of The Witcher 3, Blood and Wine. <laughs>